0: Welcome, 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 welcome back to a random MLB podcast. My name is Tommy. His name is Greg. Gregory, say hi.
1: Hi.
0: Gregory and I are right now debating our fantasy baseball league, so we're gonna just keep this going. Last year, just to give everybody some color, Gregory knows I have two favorite players in baseball. It's <laughs> it's very simple. It's Matt Chapman and it's Cedric Mullins. I didn't get Matt Chapman. I immediately traded for him. He's on the team. He's fine. It's a dynasty league. We keep them for. We have contracts. Gregory bid Cedric Mullins Mullins up so high that he's getting paid the same amount as Bo Bichette because at that point in the draft, I had no money left. It's an auction draft. I had so little money left, I couldn't afford him. And now he will not admit he will stand here. Even today, I would like to see him do it live and say that Cedric Mullins is worth just as much as the likes of Ronald Lacuna, Bo Bichette, I think... I think Shohei Ohtani is like six dollars more expensive. It's it's an insane number for Cedric Mullins. Gregory, please speak on it.
1: Okay, there's a couple things here. First of all, don't bring, Ota- all don't bring Ohtani. Don't bring Ohtani into this because Ohtani, nobody knew what to bid on anyone, and he was the first pick of the draft. He was stolen away from all of us. Forty nine was a, a a a steal for Ohtani back. then. It was a steal. That so that was we're not, a, we're not using him I, to compare. Let's very take sad Cunha. About. Let's take. Bichette, I'm not sitting here and arguing with you that Mullins is a better player than those guys, or maybe he's. I'm not saying that at all. Like, yes, he's probably like a tier below, okay? But you're acting a like t- a he, tier below. I've never man, seen. Anybody, I love this
0: guy. I, I, I have a jersey. Never, I have never <laughs> seen
1: someone who claims to love a player so much yet is bashing him and saying he's not worth I'm not it yet, yet, in the I, same I, oh, breath, saying God, I wish he was on my team. Like, I, I don't understand I, this at all. You're like, man, Mullins is like, you tell me all the things wrong with. Cedric Mullins, but you want him so bad. Like, it's crazy. Because I
0: enjoy watching him play the game of baseball. I can also admit he is not as This is, I I am so, you and I both know this has nothing to do with your liking of Cedric Mullins. You and I both know this. (laughs) I remember exactly when I did
1: this in the draft. I used to have Jose Ramirez, who has since been traded, Uh, but I have, I had Cedric Mullins and Teoscar come up in the draft back-to-back, and all of a sudden I solidified the top two spots my outfield. I wanted Cedric Mullins. I know you liked him. That's not the original reason I started bidding on him. But, yes, once I saw him get into the $30 business and everybody stopped bidding on him, I wanted to make a splash. I wanted to get him. But then I saw your name pop up. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to let Tommy get him. Are you kidding me? There was a wild (laughs) trend
0: on players that we had spoken about on this podcast. I think Alex Verdugo went for 18. There was a wild trend on players I liked of Greg bidding on them that made them outrageous contracts. That and the league is complicated. I will not sit here boring you with the with the rules of our league. But just imagine it's a dynasty league. Everybody has we have a certain amount of money we can spend. You can't spend over this amount. So if you spend thirty percent of your budget on Cedric Mullins, (laughs) it might hamstring a team. And Greg, what place did you? Thirty percent of my budget. Forty. What is the the budget is three hundred and sixty. You spent forty-two dollars.
1: You're acting like I spent like a thousand dollars on Cedric Mullins, like. There's that's ten percent. That's just the most like, expensive wait, on my team, but that's not bad. That's over.
0: That's almost twelve percent of your budget was spent on Cedric Mullins.
1: And he's going to give me like twenty-five to thirty steals a year. I just want to say at day. least five like, percent
0: of that. At least five percent of that twelve percent was to make sure I'm sad. That was, <laughs> well, time, know what know? I didn't even make the playoffs
1: last year. So what are you crying about?
0: <laughs> I, it's, uh, I, I I just I just I remember one time we were in the great city of Philadelphia. Oh, nothing yeah. good, to, uh, nothing good happens there. And I remember what happened. We were at a, you were playing pool. You had a few, uh, a few uh, Miller lights in you, and you said, "I said, Greg, I just want to hear you admit it." And <laughs> through a mumble, you admitted <laughs> that you only bid on him. It's the only time I've ever heard you admit that you only got him was because I want him. I, I just said him. it
1: two seconds ago.
0: You said, you give me this, (laughs) I had many reasons for my decision, only in that moment was the truth serum. The truth serum came through, and you were like, "It's the only reason I have him, and so you can't have him. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, and if, you want day, him, if you want
1: him so badly, you got to give me a really good offer. And maybe I can't afford him now. I That's can't right. afford him. Because yeah. he's too and valuable. And another,
0: another night in the city of Philadelphia, you sat there <laughs> asking me what I wanted to give you to get him, and I told you I could not afford him. But, yeah. It's is a podcast. That's how we're starting this one off because everybody wants to hear about our fantasy baseball league. <laughs> fantasy baseball, dynasty baseball, is uh, as fun as fantasy football.
1: It's more fun because I, fantasy agree. Football is I didn't stressful. want to go that hot. Fantasy football is extremely stressful. You could literally lose your season in one week, and it's like week two, and you're like literally out of the playoffs because you yeah. can't come back from it. Fantasy baseball is, a, especially if it's a dynasty, it just goes. It's every year thing you have something to look forward to literally every day from march all the way through october uh first or second or whatever and it's all meaningful you're never really out of it like every single game every at bat it matters it's fun you have people coming. We have a whole minor league draft in our league. We have a whole yeah. pool of minor league players on our teams to pick from. Like you have people. I'm ready for uh, Jason Dominguez to get called up next year. I'm waiting on Cowser. I'm waiting on Ricky Tiedemann. I have Peraza sitting on my utility spot. I'm hoping he gets the nod opening day. You know, I'm excited. Miguel Vargas is at second base for me. The kids are playing. And it's fun to have a team like that. Fantasy football, we're sitting here like s- sweating week two, trying to trade Jamar Chase for like pros like two two people at once so you can fill our flex spot. Like I don't want to I don't always necessarily love doing that. Like, like if your team is not completely balanced from the draft, you're pretty much out of it. Especially in our league just no, twenty teams in it. Like it's 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 a little unsustainable. I
0: agree. I think fantasy Fantasy baseball, uh, we do have a 20-season fantasy football league, and that is very fun. But, no, I, I do agree. I think fantasy baseball, um, like a normal redraft fantasy baseball, I think it's fun when, like, drafting's fun, but it's not fun throughout. Like, after a while, it, it might grow stale in certain leagues, but dynasty baseball... My God, that is, it is a really, really fun time because it, it, I feel invested in players. Last year we did; it's our second year of it. And I just feel so invested. If you don't do a dynasty baseball league, I highly recommend because it is as fun. I, I I really have never had as much fun playing fantasy sports ever. The only bummer is that every year, like I get so pumped for draft season, and this season I'm not in any other league. This is the only league I'm in, and I'm not gonna do. A uh, like a full draft, so I'm not gonna have like
1: who has number one pick, and I'm We're little, gonna have uh, a little I bit I do of a miss draft, that aspect We're going ha-
0: A little bit of a draft. We auction drafts also much better.
1: Some people have been dropped into the free agent pool because people are trying to avoid the penalties next year for dropping big contracts too early. Jacob Degrom has been made yeah. available, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, no, this
0: is and that's what makes dynasty leagues fun is that you can really make them intense. So it had we're like simulating free agency essentially. And uh certain teams have a lot of money, I don't have a lot of money to spend. There's a couple players out there. Like the whole league knows I want Kodai Senga at this point, so I'm not going <laughs> to get Kodai Senga cuz I'm a broke boy and I have like no money to spend. Um but it's fun. We'll, we'll report back. Our draft is next Tuesday. So hopefully we'll report back and give some info if anybody we, cares. We
1: are less than a week away from uh our draft we are less than a week away from mlb the show mm-hmm. that's exciting same night that's gonna be a big night they both come out the the
0: both is the 28th yeah it's on it's gonna be the day The my first day of or I guess is my second day of being uh, my next year of life technically my birthday's the day before
1: exactly that's a that's a hell of a way to start your, your hell of a way year.
0: to start yeah no it's it is that's
1: and then baseball on thursday it's yeah that's a hell of a hours. week we are almost a week away from that. We get to see Arson Judge come home. Arson Judge, the Giants.
0: I wonder. Yeah. If, I wonder if. Uh, well, the Yankee. They don't put the C or anything. I wonder if there's going to be like a special thing on Opening Day for him
1: being named captain and so. stuff. Ah, probably not. They're just going to move on. I think. I think that was just for the for the press conference because they needed to announce it. But like, they're not putting the C on. I think if they do anything, they'll. Maybe they'll put a C in the judges' chambers that you can see yeah. from, the, from the batter's box. <laughs> I sat in the, I don't know.
0: Uh, I'm not, obviously, very much not a Yankee fan, but I sat in the judges' chambers last year, watched a oh. six-year-old uh, yell, sign the contract, Aaron, like, and that was in, like, April, <laughs> but uh, it, it is a very, fun, if you haven't, it's a very fun spot to watch a game, it's very contract, crazy. Aaron. Yeah, it, that was wild. It was like some like kid The youth with, movement. You knew he was right off Staten Island and he was just in the like the biggest Staten Island accent said, Sign the contract, Aaron It was great. It was really great. <laughs>
1: speaking of speaking of Staten Island, actually. Oh,
0: Staten Island um, Yankees.
1: Spe- not not only the Staten Island Pizza Rats, but uh Are they the Pizza WBC, Rats? W B C They're not the Yankees w- They anywhere? were. They well I thought well, I think the problem was they tried. They let the fans pick the name. They they had a poll. They picked the Staten Island Pizza Rats. The Yankees didn't like that, and they dropped them as an affiliate. I'm pretty sure, or they at least got mad at them when they did the whole reshuffling of minor league teams. They moved the Trenton. They Thunder dropped out Trent Thunder. They, they did. They drop took Trent in Thunder. the Somerset Patriots, and and I think they got rid of Staten Island Yankees too because they were like, "Please don't name yourself the Pizza Rats. We're a high class baseball organization." That's crazy. I digress. There is good pizza My point on about Staten Island. T- there is my point about Staten Island was that Japan won the World Baseball Classic.
0: What's? What, what's <laughs> I the wanted to transition thing? over to the.
1: I wanted to transition what? over. I, to the I thought Baseball
0: we were <laughs> going to talk about Staten Island pizza for the rest of the podcast. I'm under the. I'm I, under you that know,
1: impression. there's crispy pizza out there, right? And then there's uh, that place that uh, Pete Davidson's me- family owns, right? The the pizza is place. Dav- or, I, I didn't know he owned. A pizza, at. Yeah. He, he worked at one, I think, when he was growing up there. I've eaten a lot I, of I pizza
0: really... on Staten Island. I gotta tell you, it's as good as it gets over there. There in Brooklyn, as good as it gets. Mm. Anyway, World Baseball Classic. I wonder what <laughs> Shohei Otani thinks about Staten Island pizza.
1: Let's ask. Uh, uh, Shohei, what do you think about?
0: <laughs> you know what? Actually, speaking of a, a man, let's let you know, a good segue of the. I got it. I'm gonna find the connector between Staten Island pizza and the World Baseball Classic many people enjoyed a slice of Staten Island pizza while listening to Mike and the Mad Dog. And Mad Dog went on a first take, and then funny enough, the thing no one's talking about is because no one watches High Heat. No offense, Mad Dog. Mad Dog repeated that whole monologue again on High Heat at 1 o'clock. That's when I heard it. Of when he said, one, why, why is Mad Dog getting paid all of this money to every time someone brings up, this is a really cool at-bat. He goes, that's a cool at-bat. Remember when... Bill Tungsten Lee struck out William Morris <laughs> in the 1925 World Series. Like, he brings up some irrelevant fact that it's like, old, oh, old baseball's better. We get it, Mad Dog. You're mad that baseball still exists in your older age. We get it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. But, he uh, was
1: angry about the trout show showdown, and he was sitting there claiming, we, are we saying, really, guys? Is this, is this an exciting at-bat? All like, my trout does is strike out. This is nothing like the Kirk Gibson bat in the World Series. That was like I'm like, I can't believe my ears. I was, I cannot believe he's saying this right now on national television. Like, well, are you also, kidding like, me? like, who?
0: I want to know who was out there being like. Mike Trout st- st- again, like uh, Shohei Ohtani striking out Mike Trout last night was better than Kirk Gibson's walk off in the World Series. Like, who was throwing that point around? I if please message in at random MLB stars, please follow <laughs> all of it. Go ahead, message in if you thought that at bat was better because I don't know a soul that did. But he brought it's that up. It's easy to get
1: angry. It's easy to get angry and argue about a point that you made up yourself.
0: Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> That's exactly
1: what it is. Like, it was
0: crazy. Mad Dog's like Mad Dog is sitting there comparing it to like the greatest baseball moments in baseball history, being like, "What? You're gonna tell me it's better than that?" Like, no one's saying that. It was just simply a cool moment. Like, I, I can't. I really can't listen to him sometimes. It's funny with
1: the filthiest slider I've ever seen. That was a, like, it slider. was a cool. He went for he threw three straight 100 mile per hour heaters, including one that was 102 in the dirt, and then he just threw the filthiest like gyro ball I've ever seen in my life. Oh my god! I'm like, oh my god!
0: That was a it was it felt like a passing of the torch moment. Like it, I thought, it's already been clear that Shohei Otani is the best player in baseball. Ben Verlander thinks she's alone on that island, but I think I don't know how many people can be like, how many people haven't realized that the guy who is as like one of the best pitchers in baseball and then also the one of the best hitters in baseball is probably the best player in baseball. Anyone who wasn't on that island already, uh, like that felt like a moment of like anyone who still says it's Mike Trout one, two, three, done, donezo. That, it felt like a domination. It was. It, it felt like a passing of the torch. Shohei Ohtani is here to stay.
1: All, all Mike shot does is strike out. <laughs>
0: huh? That was a crazy thing to say. He even laughed. If you look at that, he's kind I of like trying I, to get off I was off watching camera. that. I noticed. He's trying to not laugh as he says it because he knows idiots like us are going to get annoyed about it later this evening on a podcast and nobody listening like, to.
1: He's like laughing because he's like, who put that on the teleprompter? <laughs>
0: like, yeah, no, for real. Like, there's no, for there's no way.
1: There's no way.
0: He was ready to go. And he was like, I'm going to say this and I'm going to monopolize all of your time. All of your... He... Maybe in his head, he was like, a random MLB podcast is going to cover this this evening. Cover that this evening. Damn, I can't... I can't talk today.
1: Imagine just that. flabbergasted if- by Mr. Russo. It's, it's not good. No, you know what happened?
0: Halfway through, I started to imagine a world where like one of our followers was Chris Russo. Just like <laughs> randomly, he's just a really big fan of the podcast for some reason.
1: Are you, you're going to have the follow count drop by one by the end of this episode. Yeah,
0: yeah. Someone, <laughs> and I, yeah. And
1: I know exactly who it is.
0: Yeah. Chris Rooney <laughs> says like, you know what? I stood by for a while while they... Every time I say anything, he gets annoyed. But you know what? He took it I too was, far. He was like, I was
1: there for the sports betting episode.
0: I saw <laughs> like... Walter Johnson pitch, and I'll tell you, it wasn't the same. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. He was there
1: when Josh was co-hosting. He was yeah. there.
0: Yeah, no, it's, uh, no, uh, <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't take listening to him, even though I watch high. I keep MLB Network going in the background all day long. And I truly, my favorite thing was, and I don't know why we're talking about this, but um, my favorite thing was right before the WBC started. It actually was a funny moment of Mad Dog, I guess, was off for a week or two. He went away on vacation. And he starts off his show that Major League Baseball is paying him to host. He starts off the show by saying, Guys, I haven't watched I haven't watched any baseball news for two weeks. I just looked at it. I just started looking at it last night when I was on my boat coming back. And then he like started <laughs> making fun of the audience. He was like, What'd you want? Well, I was sitting on Anguilla to be checking in on WBC stats. I'm like, why are you Why are you doing this, man? Just do what you usually do. Go talk about 1940s baseball and then move on.
1: Go talk about the effect of Henry Kissinger on the 1967 like Brooklyn Dodgers.
0: Yeah, he's still mad that the Mets traded Tom Seaver. He's still, yeah. he's still. He's like, imagine what they would have been. Yeah, imagine what they would have been. He's, he's still fired up about when the Mets DFA'd Tom Seaver before the 86 season. He's fired up.
1: A ring.
0: Anyway, the World Baseball Classic is good for baseball, Greg.
1: <laughs> I think It's it, fantastic. It's a fun time. I wish, they, I wish they did it more often, but I also kind of like that they give it a few years before they start it up again. It just felt even more fun this time because we've been waiting for it so long because they it canceled it in 2020. Yeah, it's been a long um, wait. But it really had a World Series feel there last night. And the night great. before. Every, every one of those games. And like, I will say that I did... Notice the difference in how fast and slow the game was. Like it was a lot slower during the World Baseball Classic. It's yeah. crazy to say that because after watching so many spring training games now that are going quick. You know, it's crazy to see how just how long it takes for them to throw a pitch when there's no timer. And it's I get it, it was exciting, so you like don't really care as much. But you know that not all one sixty two are gonna be like that. Energy yeah. and intensity. So I get it completely. But watching the World Baseball Classic, like every game is that playoff game feel. It's it was exciting. All every fans came from all over the place to this thing. Like Country pride, the players loved it. They keep saying they love it, even though there's some people saying, like, oh, you know, this isn't as important. I want to focus on the season. I want to focus on my team. Like, dude, this is is like the World Cup for people. This is the the only chance they get in their sport to represent their country other than for where they play in the first place, right? Like... Why would people try to take that fun away from them? I, I don't get people hating on this. Like, if you don't want to watch it, be one of the few people that aren't. Like, fine, go go watch High Heat. I don't know. Like, like right. I don't know why you so mad. That if people you're tuning into High Heat every
0: it. day and not watching the World Baseball Classic, I, I don't know if you're a masochist. I don't know what's going on yeah. over there. That that feels like a wild. That's a you wild. To the sense. Mike
1: Francesa podcast. Does he have a podcast? <laughs> He does. That's where he went. He found a podcast to do. And now he does like Why don't they do a podcast? podcast together. monologues. I don't think they can stand each other. You're yeah, like
0: <laughs> what why well, I, I I saw he went off I can't go back into mad dog talk. I'm sorry. No, uh, we're good. Stay we're away. Good. He can't uh, hurt us here. The world baseball uh the world baseball class. No, I agree with you. It was a fun atmosphere. However, I do want to say I'm still pro pitch clock. Even These games yeah. were slower and I was still like no, I, the pitch clock's good. I think it's a good it's it's going to be good for baseball as time goes on. And I, I'm still enjoying watching spring training games. I'm very, very excited for opening day next week. But, uh, yeah, to your point about the World Baseball Classic, um, I, I think the 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 space in time, like, the four years in between, also, I always end up forgetting how, like, people will be like, oh, it's a playoff atmosphere, and you're like, is it really? It's March. Like, it's not a playoff atmosphere. It, it can't be. It really does feel like that. Yeah. The games felt like they had consequences, Watching teams, like, watching Little Italy having their run was super, super fun to watch. Watching Matt Harvey, like, have some success. Like, come back. Guys like that. Guys who haven't pitched in years having these moments. Was so fun. And, and it is a bummer watching guys like Edwin Diaz get hurt and we get into the Mets and all their injury woes later. But that that train's never late, so that was bound to happen regardless. But, like, <laughs> sure, there's freak injuries and stuff like that. I know Freddie Freeman got hurt a little bit, too. Um But... It's something that I think what the game last night was one of the most watched baseball games in years. I think I saw, Um, watching like teams like the Japan team, where it's guys you're not seeing all the time, and you're seeing them as a unit. And watching Japan run the table in the tournament was just so fun to watch as a baseball fan. And it was just exposing you to different teams that you've players you've never seen. It's just different styles of play. It felt it just felt bigger it felt like something uh it felt it was just a fun fun time to watch and i was super super in on it very pumped about
1: it i had an absolutely amazing time watching as many games as i could yeah i watched it like almost almost every night i could watch i only got i only caught admittedly a little bit of the game last night but i mean it was fantastic i watched like all of the us's games as much as i could it was you know that there's so many good moments too from everything. Uh Before again, before Diaz got hurt, that ending was amazing. The way oh my god, that was so fun. Like, and then there was a Rosarena that's catch and the stare down like that it's just, guy. Like, fun stuff. It's that just dude's fun got, stuff got like ice that. in
0: his veins. It's like I it's I, I crazy. don't even understand that. Like he's he was like decent last season. He's good. And then when the playoffs yeah. start, he becomes a. Entirely different player. He's like Robert Ori or something. That's
1: like, how he got his start. Big shot remember? Bob,
0: like, no, Rosarena. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nobody knew who he was. And then that year, a couple of years ago for the Rays, he went nuts in the playoffs. And everyone was like, can he do it again next year? And they found out he was a pretty good everyday player. And then when the playoffs come on, he goes X Games mode. <laughs> like, <laughs> insane. A flashback,
0: a flashback there. Yeah, no, he a does flashback. go X Games mode. Uh, no. I, uh, No, he... He's one guy that it it makes you want to buy so much stock in Randy Rosarena every year. And I hope he continues this into the season. I I am interested to see because like even when the Rays made that World Series run, then there's like the offseason hangover. I'm intrigued by these guys who went and went through the World Baseball Classics hot, a classic hot guy like Randy Rosarena. How is that going to translate an opening day? Now you've had all these high leverage games. I'm interested to see if it's going to like burn certain guys out, or if they're just going to start start the season on a tear. I, I'm I'm pumped. Like Shohei Ohtani was unbelievable. I wonder how that's especially him playing both ways. Guys like that, I do wonder how that is going to affect them as the season starts up now.
1: Yeah, no, it's 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 going to change some things, um, and some people got off to nice starts. Um, again, you can you can try and dive into like the details about oh well I watched him uh, hit really well in the World Baseball Classic is that going to translate over to the season or uh, you know he did he was he did terrible like people have been slumping like are they going to get back to it in spring training and maybe like is this going to change how their season goes probably not because the quality of pitching is wild and all over the place in these things but to like. My point is, like, why do we need to care? We don't. It's fun. It was a fun thing to watch, and it was exciting. It's just like the World Cup. Like, does it mean anything besides exactly what it's for, the pride of your country and, like, that exciting tournament style every four years, right? No, it doesn't mean anything besides that. It doesn't do anything other than, you know, making a lot of money for the country that hosts it, making a lot of money for the teams that participate, and being a fun thing to watch, you know, and, and – does it need to translate to anything? No. This is not training grounds for the MLB. MLB is obviously the most prolific league for baseball that there exists. But, like, not everything has to revolve around Major League Baseball. Like, this is part of Major League Baseball, but it's about all the players from all over the world trying to compete. Like, just let a fun thing be fun, you know?
0: No, uh, I'm with you on that front. It, and that that very much it was. Um, but without further ado, we're going to take a quick, quick break, and then we will be back. With more of a random MLB podcast. And we are back. Gregory. uh, Something relating to the World Baseball Classic. Edwin Diaz got hurt. And then Brandon Nimmo famously goes, Hey, I'm not worried about the World Baseball Classic. I just want to win a World Series. I don't care if that makes me selfish. And then the next day sprains like both of his ankles. Yeah. The Mets... Can't the Mets are medding right now. They can't catch break. Obviously, I'm not rooting for injuries. That stinks. I'm a Mets fan and I'm also bummed that Edwin Diaz is probably gonna miss the season. But um I don't know. As a Mets fan, this is kind of a bum. You hate when your team starts off hurt, especially when Brandon Nemo like has struggled with injury problems throughout his career. And now it's like last season was his one year where he was finally healthy and already were off the bat. I'm not nervous. I'm not sounding the alarms. The Phillies are still missing Bryce Harper till probably the All Star break. The Braves, Braves will probably rediscover a new five starter who'll be a Cy Young winner by the end of the year. So um, they're <laughs> always to be worried about. But Greg, I don't know why I, I, I don't. The Mets seem to always be in this spot, and it's a bummer.
1: I feel like they need to stop, uh, and this goes without saying. They need to stop. Giving money to injury prone, injury prone players, <laughs> like
0: that's a it, fun. That'd be a fun philosophy. Injury
1: prone or old, like this happened last year. The Mets had the fear, the most fearsome rotation of all time, and then the week into the season, Verlander and Degrom were out already. <laughs> it's it was it was down oh, to Chris, Scherzer. It was Scherzer down Scherzer, Sorry, it was down to Chris Bassett in in one week. Like that was it. I'm like,
0: oh, that's my biggest fear is that Scherzer was hurt all last season too, and like. When you're relying on old old aces, which I'm pumped about, I'm still pumped on Scherzer and Verlander, I am very worried about yeah. how this will last throughout a 162 game season. And then Scherzer, what ended up happening was he was hurt for most of the season. You kept going with the mindset of, hey, you bought him for the playoffs, you got him for the playoffs, you got him for the playoffs, and he gives up seven runs in game one in, the, in a wild card series. And it's like, well, is that what we got him for? Because that wasn't fun. I don't know. Kodai Senga. A guy I won't be getting in fantasy baseball. Very pumped to see how he starts the season now. He's the X Factor on this team. I swear. I think he's going to be a third ace. I think he's going to be what Chris Bassett wasn't last year.
1: You better hope he is because I have, I mean, you have two 43-year-old dudes pitching for you again. And you better hope they stay healthy because all it takes is one little tweak to this, or the little elbow well, you know hurts what? a little bit, and then we're right back to where you are last year. Where yes, the Mets won plenty of games and they made the playoffs very easily, but when it comes down to like you know game by game, especially if you're going to get in that wild card series, like you got to take the division. You got to have this pitching long enough to do that if you're going to beat the Braves and the Phillies. Now, like the Phillies are going to be better than last year. The, the Braves are going to be just as good if not better. So the Philly, Mets Philly's have to made make, the World Series last year. Literally. Like the Mets have to do something. How are they
0: going to be better? How, what, 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 are they going to win the World Series? They got
1: Trey Turner. <laughs> That's yeah, how but they're they do they don't be have better. Bryce Harper for half a year. He might even come back in May from what I'm hearing. I'm listening to the radio every oh. day out here and Bryce Harper's already like, you know. I I, the I doubt level. the Philly. The Phillies
0: are not a deep team. They are one Trey Turner injury from being in a real early season Trey Turner. Not a, a deep Trey team. I don't know if you can being say that. They're not deep. They're not. They're How? a top-heavy team. It's Bryce Harper, Trey Turner, J.D. Romuto, and then what? Reese Hoskins, and then Alec Baum, you're hoping he's... Kyle Boy, Schwarber, Schwarber pretty or, okay, good. Schwarber, my bad. My know. bad. Schwarber is... Schwarber, I did... I He deserves to be up there as well. However, I'm just saying, they're... They're bench, their minor league system, they don't have a lot of big league ready guys. I don't. Th- I think they are an early season injury from Trey. Uh, like say Trey Turner gets hurt early. Now you don't have Bryce Harper. You don't have Trey Turner. I do see a world where the all-star break comes around. The Phillies are a lot worse off than people expect. Andrew Painter. Mick I'm still Abel. worried about. Andrew I, I Painter's not uh, pitching. He's not pitching for doesn't three matter. months. Mick he's Abel, not that, he's... I like McAble. I don't even think he's major league ready yet.
1: No, mom, I'm he saying, like, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Not deep. Like, what do you, like, they're and not, you deep. Got the, that's not deep. We're not even talking about their pitching rotation, which has now been added to again with Taiwan. And you also have. I've, Warren, I've watched Aranola, Taiwan Walker like, pitch
0: a thousand times. That's fine. Like, okay. Is that, that's who's moving the needle for them? Their
1: rotation No, but you have a Zach. Team. He's, like, a slightly better than Kyle Gibson. You have Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, and Ranger Suarez. I think that's good enough. They want, they got to the Five. World Series last year.
0: I'm, I'm not saying they're not good. I'm saying they are one major injury early season away. With Bryce Harper already out to the All-Star break, the Phillies are one major injury early in the year from hitting the All-Star break in a rougher spot than people are giving them credit for. And I'm still worried about them. I'm not saying that. You got not me defending the Phillies. I'm still worried
1: Phillies. about them with my Phillies. You're wearing a on. Philly shirt on with that, my you know, Reese Hoskins just... T-shirt on. You got me defending the Phillies. I'm not even a Phillies fan.
0: <laughs> I, I I think I think you're a Phillies fan in disguise. Sometimes, Oh, regardless, I, I think I, I would say you are. No, I, I'm you, unfortunately that's not an
1: offensive. I am an, I am unfortunately a Yankees fan. Don't get twisted. But. <laughs> no, I, I, but I
0: would think, I think it's fair. I, th- I don't think that's an offensive say, thing to say that like your second favorite or like. Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah. The Phillies yeah, are like a, the, Phillies are the hometown saying. team. You got, I, I, got a more yeah, Phillies, yeah, a, I got a more Phillies games, Yankees games at this point. Cause they're right here. No, like, it's a, you
0: know. that, that was not meant an offense. I was saying you, you, you still come out to support the Phil, the fight in Phils. I'm just saying if they have a an actual, if they have another injury early in the year, I do really feel like the Phillies could be in trouble. Cause the NL East is hard. It's a it's why I'm fearful about the Mets right now. The NL East is no joke. So the Mets right now they can't afford to start getting hurt like this early. You can't. I'm already worried that their bullpen, which I still didn't think they made enough moves even before the Edwin Diaz injury. Now it's like, well, David Robertson has now gone from the seventh inning guy to the closer or the eighth inning guy, and now he's the close. Now he's going to be the closer for most of the year, if not all of the year. And, and hopefully they trade for someone at the deadline. And if know. the
1: Phillies. Added ten more inches to their scoreboard, it would touch the right field foul pole. Like it, a lot of the Mets do anything, the same thing. You know? that's crazy.
0: The trend now in the in the in the NL East, it's but crazy. Yeah, the Braves, and the Braves are the Braves. The Braves are always good, and they grow five starters on trees, so we we'll become Cy Young winners. Sounds but a little
1: bit, You sound a little bitter there, but the I uh, am a little bitter. I am NL East. Kyle Wright, Spencer Strider. It's
0: every year. There's someone new. It's someone new. Mike Soroka is coming out of the woodwork again. Like, how is this even happening?
1: They have an eye for talent, I guess. What do you say? You got to give them credit. Like, they just keep finding guys. They're not making it up. The guys have to pitch. The guys have to hit. You know, they're doing it.
0: Speaking of injuries, um, Carlos Rodon also hurt, and I I, it comes to begs the uh, the question: Carlos Rodon is hurt. Uh, Bringing back Aaron Judge, priority number one, great thing, not saying it's not. But if Carlos Rodonis heard, he was like the improvement. He's going to come back, it is what it is. The Yankees lineup, I'm looking at it the other day, it's not much better, it's no different than it was last year, unless they start off the year with Anthony Volpe or whoever, or Anthony Volpe making the opening day roster. That's the the talk. If that's not it... Yeah, if he doesn't make the opening day roster, are the Yankees that much better than they were? The same thing you just posed at the Mets. The Yankees feel like they're in the same sp- they're in the same spot that they were last season unless Anthony Volpe makes that
1: leap for them. I mean, that was good enough to win 99 games unfortunately, so.
0: And the Mets won 102. Like, right, 900? but like
1: like I guess if we're playing that game it's like all right, well, you get down towards the end of the season and you if if they don't start with Volpe on the roster right now, he's going to come up in August. So then you have that going for you towards the end of the season. You have that. You remember you just addition, addition by like by sheer injury being over with. You have Severino back, so that's going to be there. He's going to be there for the whole year now, right? So you still have Garrett Cole, Severino, and Nestor. That's a big three right there. You throw Rodon in the mix in, like, a couple of weeks, and then you're good to go. I mean, with your fifth being Herman and Clark Schmidt until— I mean, I don't even want to see Frankie Montez, but, like, he'll come back eventually. Like, you know what I mean? But
0: but the pitching isn't even, like, Rodon's injury early on, whatever, he'll come back. My point is more of, like, their lineup is really relying on Anthony Volpe taking that leap or making the roster and taking that leap. It doesn't seem – or Harrison Bader still being who he was in the playoffs, which I don't and think he is. he's hurt, too.
1: He's out, too. Yeah, a a, so it's
0: like – I don't think the uh, – uh, weird enough to say when you bring back Aaron Judge, bring Carlos Rodon, I still would have loved to see them change that lineup up a bit, and they never did. Now, you still got Josh Donaldson playing significant innings. IKF is probably what they say he's gonna be a utility guy now. I don't know. It, they showed their hand me,
1: they showed their hand with IKF. They started throwing him out in the outfield in spring trading games. He's lost the shortstop job. It's over. Like yeah. If they did all that and then after this whole spring is over with the battle between Peraza and Volpe, and they come back and say IKF's our guy, they're going to lose the team. Like there's no way they're doing that. Especially but like, they, uh, but, they put him out in left field yesterday. Like IKF could yeah, be the no, Yankees' uh, left fielder on he, he, <laughs> like, he
0: shouldn't be starting for the Yankees, but that and I guess that is more of my point of like I don't think the Yankees lineup is any better than it was, and is that a lineup that's good enough to win a World Series? I'm not certain. I'm not, and I'm not, and if we're going to play the Mets game, I'm not certain the Mets lineup is good enough to win the World Series. Mm-hmm. It, at the end of the day, we're talking about the Astros here. Are either of these lineups, or, or Yankees, we're focused on them. Is that a lineup that's good enough to beat the Astros in a seven game series? I really don't think so.
1: No, but you still have to give it time to come together as well. I hate to say it, but it's April. This is going to be, there's people that are injured. They're going to come back. So we'll see what happens when Bader's leading off every day. And you have Judge and Stanton. And Rizzo hitting without the shift to deal with anymore, and you have Volpe. Maybe if you, the the dream is you have Volpe and Peraza up the middle. You put Peraza at short. You put Volpe at second base because he's played a lot of it in the minors. What that means though is you because you have DJ LeMahieu and Glaber Torres. You got to move Glaber Torres because DJ is not tradable. So like. Glaber Torres is probably, if they're going to do something big and start the season with Volpe, Glaber's gone right now. If not, they throw him down in the minors and then they trade Glaber at the deadline. They're trying to trade Glaber for Pablo Lopez at the deadline last year and it didn't work out at the last second. And that's why we snapped over with Jordan Montgomery and one and got Bader instead. Because I think that was part of a deal that was supposed to. Like, they were hoping to get Pablo Lopez. I still don't Lopez. buy that.
0: Like, I, but I still
1: don't buy that. Why not? I don't know. Like, they were trying to get because, a, like They thought they were going to get Pablo. Like, and then. You
0: know. But do you really think like they're they're a major league organization? They really are like, oh, we thought this was gonna happen, so we completed one deal while we thought the other, while the other one wasn't certain. They're
1: like, well, we just we should get case, something. That's kind of crazy. That's you know?
0: that's a crazy mess up if they're like, oh, we made a trade assuming the other one was gonna get done, and then the other one didn't get done well, last ca- second.
1: Cashman's an idiot, and Miami's always negotiates in bad faith, so I wouldn't be surprised. Like. Like Miami's a mess of an organization so I would not be surprised at all. <laughs> that was a hell
0: of a <laughs> hell of a blanket statement. Miami always negotiates in bad faith. That's That I feel was like a wild. Miami
1: has had multiple issues with securing free agents. Nobody wants to play there. There was the GM I the think carousel pain, the past buddy. few years like I feel like they have all this homegrown talent that they're just waiting to trade at the first second they can get a chance to trade them away because they don't want to pay anybody. Yeah, like, they're a mess, and it's like they don't know who they want to trade to whom, and they don't know like who they want to keep or like what they're even going to do with certain guys. Maybe they saw Glaver Torres as, as part of a deal and they're like, oh well, if he plays a little better next year, we're gonna have to pay him as a premium second baseman. We'd rather get Gene Segura, like, and then look what they did. <laughs> like I don't know, it's like stupid stuff. I think like that. they're just. Like, I, I I don't know
0: what's going on in Miami. I just think they're fine being like a middle road team. They have they they run that lead that team like a business. They're not even worried about rings. They're worried about like margins. That's it. That's all they're worried carried about.
1: Yeah, I don't know. But either way, there's a log jam in the infield, and they're really gonna draw this out till opening day. I think that Volpe gets put on the 40 man. They'll keep him in the minors. They'll either call him up in May because you gotta you gotta get him. Some at bats, because you can't just trade Glaber, let's say, we're playing that game, without seeing if he can actually hit Major League Pitching first and just ride the future on him, right? Because if you trade Glaber, Glaber wasn't amazing last year, but he finally had himself a year a little bit, and he was one of the best second basemen in baseball because there isn't that many that are great. And, like, you know, hitting-wise, he was like 250 or 60 or something, but that was good enough, like, (laughs) you know? Um, and he found his niche there because when he was at shortstop, he was abysmal to watch. But for some reason, at second base, Glaber's like pretty good, so you know. Um, but you got to move him because you're not going to move DJ, DJ's your roamer. DJ's going to play third and second, he's going to play like five out of the seven days of a week. And every one of those days, one of the other guys that should be starting is going to get a day off. So DJ's going to be starting pretty much every day. Um, and you can't, you know, you, you have Oswaldo Cabrera in the infield or outfield as a utility guy just like you have ikf in like the marwin gonzalez role from last year so glaber's got to go if you're going to bring the kids up which i kind of support but i mean who are you going to trade Glaber for at this point all the teams all the pitchers that would be on the move right before opening day are gone or those markets have settled like the the, the teams that are like like kind of in it or like not at it at all have already picked up the guys they want. They're not going to trade anybody just yet. They're getting ready for, all right, let's try to beef up the value of the guys we have and get rid of them at the deadline. So that points to, they're going to try to move Glaber at the deadline. Volpe's going to start in double A or triple A and Peraz is going to start at shortstop, which is fine. I guess service time manipulation as a bonus for the Yankees. Good for them. But like, it's like you got to get them up eventually because it's such a log jam there you got to start it moving early so we can move off of that whole situation we can move off of donaldson and we can then we can focus on left field if we want i mean at the end of the day i don't think it's a big deal you could put hicks out there and just float someone else in the outfield once in a while and get through the year with that it's not perfect but like if they really need something they can get it at the deadline I'm not so worried about left field at the moment. I'm really more worried about just bring clarity to the infield situation, and then we can go from there. Everyone wants Volpe their opening day. I want him their opening day. Now I know better. They're not going to put him their opening day. They're going to wait till the last second and put him in AAA. Like they're just going to do it, and then Glaber is going to be shopped at the deadline. It doesn't make any sense any other way to me. How else are they going to fit all those guys in the infield, unless an injury happens?
0: Well. Like, Move, moving off the Yankees, because uh, I feel like we, we, we've we been on there for a second. I got to say, Greg, I have a hot, I don't know if this is a hot take or not. All right. But the other day, I caught myself looking at the projected lineup for your 2023 Los Angeles Dodgers. Mm. And uh, I won't say I'm underwhelmed. Maybe I'm whelmed. <laughs> I just feel nothing. Okay. I feel like very... Eh. <laughs> I'm going to read it off to you. It's Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith... Max Muncy, J.D. Martinez, David Peralta, Trace Thompson, Miguel Vargas, Miggy Rojas. Huh? What? Like, I, I don't know. It's not much be- It's not better than the Padres. A hot take. I think the Diamondbacks have an... E- like, they're like a decent... Li- like, I don't think it's like that much of a better team. The rotation. Clay Kershaw, Urias, Syndergaard, May, Pepio. It's good. Their bullpen, they don't have a closer. It's closer by committee. It's Brewster. It's... they. they I just... I, I don't know what's... Why we, I, I feel like the, the Dodgers have been like kind of like the new age evil empire for so many years now. And this feels like a transition year. This feels like a year they're it does. gonna finish. I wouldn't be shocked if the Dodgers finished in third in the NL West. I wouldn't be shocked if the Giants had a surprise season and ran past them or if the D backs were very high on this year. If they had a good season and were right around them, I wouldn't be shocked. The Padres, much better than them. I, I, I don't even think that's close.
1: This I'm is not the, afraid this of the is, Dodgers at all. I agree with that take. The Dodgers train, and and Gavin Lux would have been nice, but that's not really moving the needle that much. Like, don't get me wrong, the Dodgers are a great team. He's fine. Their first five are completely fine to have in your lineup. Like Mookie, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, Max Muncy, JD Martinez is fine. They're like, whatever, you're gonna get enough with their pitching. They're gonna get plenty of wins out there against the Rockies and Diamonds. Yeah, they'll still win like, 90 you know, games. Yeah, but. but yeah, they're not gonna be like 112. Okay, but you know. Uh, they need they they needed to they they to save money eventually. Like they kept kicking the can down the road by being so competitive every single year. Like they didn't bring back certain guys. Finally, like it had to give eventually that the evil empire Dodgers were gonna stop like competing at this level, right? And, you know they really they're they're hoping Vargas comes in right away. I hope he does too. He's my starting second baseman in fantasy. But yeah, Trace Thompson doesn't expire that much confidence. David Peralta doesn't expire. You know, Miggy Rojas, whatever. Um, it's, that's the thing. It's and like and not everybody in your lineup them. has to be. You don't have to have a great lineup one through nine. Like every single player has got to be an all star. But you know it's kind of a black hole down there. Like right now, you don't know what Fargas is going to give you yet, and everything and even JD Martinez is just strike out every time. You don't know yet. <laughs> like, um, but at, you know it's they're going to have to do something down there. They're going to, if they're in no, it but, uh, and they want to compete, they're going to probably go get a bat at the deadline. Cause they have the pitching trade. Like, uh, you yeah.
0: Know. And it's that. And that's my thing of like, honestly, even the 90 games feels like I, I it kind of feels aggressive as I look at this live. Cause it's again, talking about not deep, it's not deep. And like JD Martinez fell off big way in a big mm-hmm. way. Last for the last half of last season. Like, we're relying on David Peralta to turn it around, Jason Hayward to turn it around, Trace Thompson to continue playing how he was. I, Like you said, Gavin Lux, even if Gavin Lux was healthy, I don't feel that inspired. I feel better than Miggy Rojas. Like, Miggy Rojas is fine, but, like, I don't think he's, like, phenomenal. He's fine. Freddie Freeman's hurt already. I, it's, I, I love Will Smith, but he's, like, your three hitter now. Yeah. I don't know. Don't I love just him. feel, like, don't uninspired by this team. They're, like, fine. They're just, Makes me deep, happy. Like, I don't see a much diff. I don't see much of a difference between the Dodgers right now and like, I mean, uh, maybe not, maybe it's a hot take, but like the Red Sox, I feel like they're around like a same category Ooh. of team right now. That's it all, is, it's like they're fine. All spicy. They're, <laughs> well, they're, they're in a good, teams in a good division that yeah. are decent, but not great. The, the, the Dodgers are clearly more talented than the Red Sox, they have a more talented lineup than the Red Sox, but like, I don't know the Matsutake Yoshida blows up I don't see how the Red Sox are yeah. that far off from what this The Red Sox is.
1: I will say this the Red Sox are actually getting a little more and from us too we had some podcasts where we were roasting them but like kind bloom and all that nonsense he was doing or not doing. yeah but I think we may have been a little too hard on the Red Sox I don't think they're going to be winning the World Series this year but I'm looking at their team, and it's like actually not as bad as we kind of made it out to be. I
0: think they're going to compete for a playoff team, a they playoff more, spot. With I, do. The extended I think a play- wild-card spot.
1: With the extended wild-card spot now, anything is possible. You know, Last year, before last year, the Phillies wouldn't have got into the playoffs. And now, because of how it's set up, they did. The Red Sox could gun for that position. The Cubs could be trying to play so. for that wild card spot, too. Like, just like an 85-win team. Like, you're still in it towards the end. Baltimore was in it till like, September 1st. Like, you know, it doesn't... You don't know. The Red Sox could get hot in, like, the end of the year or something, and they'd be fine. Yeah. Like, they don't have that terrible of a team, but they don't inspire confidence. So I get what you're saying. I still think the Dodgers are still better, probably, but, like... I see where you're going with that, I guess.
0: In the battle of... uh, No, I, I just say, between Boston and... Like, I just don't see that much of a difference. Like, I think the Dodgers are a better team, but I don't think the Dodgers are, like, head and shoulders better than... I mean, the Red Sox are so irrelevant to them, but I don't think they're head and shoulders better than most teams in the National League right now. I don't even think they're slightly... Like, if I'm comparing Padres-Dodgers, I don't even think it's close. It's not even... We're not even in the same ballpark. The Padres are a much well, better team.
1: I, I, on paper, the Padres have continuously proved they can't put anything together, though. <laughs> like they got, they they did it last year. They beat the Dodgers. They had a good run. They, they had a good run last year. But they just and they got keep,
0: Tatis back. They now. keep
1: they keep just having struggles. I feel like it's like now Soto's hurt again. Like 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 from the world. Yeah, yeah but they,
0: Soto's hurt. But like think about it. Soto's hurt. But they've added Xander and they've added Tatis back. It's just the like, Padres it, are like. The Padres like, went they, I don't overboard even know the with the sleeper pick to win the World Series, but they're
1: they, they're a legitimate World Series team. They went overboard with the signings, they paid as much money as they could to get everybody, but now this feels like a situation. I just feel I just get this vibe about it. It's too much pressure. It's like they have to win the World Series, right? But then it's like, I don't know. Uh, it, it's but like I don't if, ever
0: buy into that stuff.
1: It, it ha- but I mean, I'm saying just the majority of people are looking at the Padres right now like, okay, they just spent all this money on all these people. They have Soto, Tatis on the same team. They have, like, all these guys. They just added Bogarts to the mix. Their lineup, we got to look at their lineup because it's going to be absolutely insane right on paper. Um, yeah. Xander really Soto,
0: quick. Machado, Cronenworth, Nelson Cruz, Machado. Matt Carpenter, Haesung yeah. King. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh did, I, did I skip Machado? No. Uh, no, no, uh, like, no. You did. No, you said it.
1: I skipped him. Like.
0: Yeah. Haesung Kim. Trent Grisham, Austin. Awesome. No, they're phenomenal. It's a phenomenal team, and their rotations great. Um, the rotations absolutely phenomenal. You, Darvish, Blake Snell, Michael Walker's decent. Uh, I mean, no, they're. This is a legitimate World Series team. Josh Hader in the bullpen. Robert Suarez in the bullpen. They just
1: have to. Joe Musgrove. They just have when to do. Healthy. They just have to do what they're supposed to do. But with all that talent and all that money, like. They better, you know what I mean? Because I feel like we've been having this conversation about the Padres for years now. Like, they are they have all these good players. Even when they just had Machado and, you know, and Tatis. And it's like, all right, they better win now. They better win now. They kept they kept choking it away. And they beat the Dodgers last year, but then they couldn't beat the Phillies. I don't think anybody could, be, could have beaten the Phillies when they were on that run. But it's like, how many years are we going to keep saying this? Like, you know, they have a long time of playing together and stuff. They're not, like, going to retire next week. Their window's not, ne- like, closing. You know what I mean? But you only have so many more years of you, Darvish. You need to keep up that level of pitching or else the hitting doesn't even matter. You know, you can't just hit your way to the championship. Man. Like, I don't, I, I just, this is just giving me too many. They're st- we're going to talk about them in five to ten years as, wow, that team was incredible had they not won a World Series. You know what I mean? It just gives me that vibe. I just feel like
0: outside of the NL East, I think, like, Contenders still win the World Series in the National League. I think it's like Mets, Phillies, Braves, Padres. I'm not I saying th- they're not think... in the
1: conversation. I'm just saying, like, but like if they I get to the NLCS, like, the next three years and don't make the World Series, I won't be surprised. <laughs> but I wouldn't
0: be. I mean, like, the playoffs, anything can happen. But, like, realistically, as we sit here today on whatever it was today, March 22nd. Who else is it? I don't think the Cardinals are a World Series no, I agree team. With I don't you. think the Cubs are you. a World Series team. Yes. I, I don't think anyone in the Central is a World Series team. So it's now it's the NL East who's gonna beat up on hey, each other.
1: Don't talk about the Pirates like that. Come on. I Take I it you easy. Know,
0: I mean, you know I'm in on the Pirates to me, or I've already called for it. The Pirates of this year's O's. I'm all in on that one. Oh but okay. I'm all in We gotta do a, we gotta gotta go do that a power far. rankings episode. Yeah, we gotta do that. Maybe next, yeah. maybe yeah, next week maybe we'll do a power rankings episode. But um I I I'm excited about Teams being decent in the National League. My point is to to circle back to the Dodgers here. I'm comparing the Dodgers to the Padres, Braves, Phillies, Mets, even the Cardinals. Even the Brewers. I, I would think I would take the Brewers over the Dodgers at this point, because I think the Brewers rotation is better. And the Brewers lineup isn't no. as great, but like I think the Brewers have a much better rotation and a much better bullpen. So it's like I I I feel very underwhelmed by the Dodgers this season. And it feels like something no one no one's kind of Everyone's giving the Dodgers credit of like, oh, they'll fix Jason Hayward. Oh, they'll fix David Peralta. Oh, the Trey Thompson. Trey I mean, Thompson's I get it because
1: like you've the the Dodgers have they kind of the been, track record. The Dod- yeah, the Dodgers have kind of been set it and forget it. You know they're gonna win the division or something by the end of the year every year for the past like decade. So like you're like sitting there, even if you're a Dodgers fan, you're like they're um they're gonna figure something out we're facing slight adversity we're still better than like most teams they're gonna make the playoffs what are we worried about even if they fall so far as to make just a wild card like i don't think any dodgers fans are sweating they gotta worry about what they do when they're in the playoffs because they can never win anything except for the the fake world series in 2020 yeah i said it but like um i was just gonna ask you thinking know.
0: in like a quiet moment like do you think in a quiet moment, do Dodgers fans sit there? I'm not saying that this is what I believe. I'm not. Just okay. saying. A friend told me Not saying this, this is what I believe. I'm not saying this. But do you think they sit there in a quiet moment, and they're kind of like always the bridesmaid, never the bride, and then they kind of did win the World Series, but it was like when Kim Kardashian <laughs> married Chris, hum- Chris Humphries and they were married for like 60 days. I was like, yeah, I mean, technically, you were married. Well, yeah, you had a
1: parade, but... Yeah, technically it happened, <laughs> but...
0: I don't know how many people really remember it. I will stand it by happened. if any other team dude, won dude, that
1: World Series, I'll celebrate them and pat them on the back. But the Dodgers won it; they didn't count. That was. I I,
0: I I don't have anything against the Dodgers. I I, I, I do. know I'm coming. I'm probably coming off as I'm sarcastic. I'm really not. I hate the. Dodgers. I do think. I I I think it was a World Series victory. It was a weird season. It was what it was. But do you think Dodgers fans? In a, they'll never admit it publicly. But like, Dodger fan to Dodger fan, do you think they say, "Hey"? We were good for so long, and we only won the 60-game season World Series. That's kind of a bummer. The one without fans, that's the one we won. Yeah, like, the do when you there's think no pressure in the like, stadium, you yeah. only won. Imagine. Yeah. Clayton Kershaw figured it out when there were no fans in the stands during the World Series, during the playoffs. Like, I Do you think secretly they know that or feel that? Like, what do you
1: think Dodgers, I'll put it to this one, this is a great way to wrap things up. What do you think Dodgers fans think is a bigger moment in Dodgers history: the 2020 World Series, or when Kirk Gibson hit that home run in the playoffs? When Shohei, uh, I think you're wrong. It
0: was when Shohei Otani struck out Mike Trout last night. They're like that was the greatest moment in Dodger history.
1: <laughs> oh man, that's
0: mad dog for you. no. But I, I just do wonder. I like. In a private moment, do Dodgers fans kind of feel like they're still chasing that first World Series?
1: And Dodgers fans that are turning the podcast off now and discuss, goodbye. I don't want to hear from you anymore anyway. Get out of here.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just, I, I don't know, 2020 was a weird year. The Lakers won that year. too. It's a rough. If you're a Dodgers <laughs> and Lakers fan, which you probably are, that's got to stink to be like, I'm not saying they don't count. I really am, I am. not. I'm just, I, I'm not saying that. I'm not taking that leap. <laughs> I'm saying it counts for something. I don't know. It's like, uh... It's like when... Remember when you were applying to college and everybody would be writing their college essays and then everyone would write about how they won the state championship? Yeah. And then it would be like, why were there 17 state champions in, like, the
1: state of Delaware? (laughs) Like, yeah,
0: you won. That's a cool thing.
1: It's... It was your a most little, inspiring moment or whatever. Yeah. It's a
0: cool moment. I'm sure it was. But not everybody else kind of views it the same way you view it. That that's like that it that's what the Dodgers World Series feels like to me. I don't know.
1: Amen. <laughs> I don't
0: know. I don't know. We just lost Damn, we lost Dodgers fans and Chris Mantal Russo today. The
1: entire, I'm looking at a map of our viewership and the entire West Coast is completely gone dark. They're
0: gone. (laughs) They're gone. It's as silent as the fans were during their playoff run.
1: Good riddance. (laughs) That's all I will say. Good. riddance.
0: I mean, that's now we're just now. I, I don't think we need. They're to not here to listen to Dodgers. it.
1: They're gone. They already left. I, I
0: like. <laughs> I, I like Dodgers. Fans. I, I I have no issues with the Dodgers. I just think their team is underwhelming. Oh, the and fans sort of are even policies. worse. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're going the opposite <laughs> way. I'm trying
0: to salvage this. <laughs> we, there's nothing know. to
1: salvage. We. Do, I don't like anything that has to do with the Los Angeles Dodgers, especially Kirk Gibson's home run. I said it.
0: I do think I'm like, as a fan, like when I'm rooting for teams that aren't my own, I'm a much bigger, it's like, if I'm, if the Dodgers are playing the Twins, I'm rooting for the Twins. I'm rooting for small markets before I'm rooting for like, Let's go. if O's. you have a lot of fan yeah, no, I'm not, I'm a small market, be- as a Pets fan, it's weird <laughs> to say, I'm a Mets fan. But outside of that, I am a small, I'm a fan of small market baseball. It's not like fun to root for the Dodgers, I don't think. No, it Maybe is not. Maybe some people say it wouldn't, it's not fun to root for the Mets, I don't know. Actually, the Mets don't win, so it's like, I I was just explaining this recently to somebody of, like, why it's beautiful to be, no offense to you, why I don't feel Yankee fans feel it the same way the Mets do, because the Mets, like, we're in the news non-stop, they're signing this guy, unlimited money, yada, 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 but then they do the same thing. It's a lot of kerfuffle, and then they end up breaking my heart regardless.
1: Good word. So it's the,
0: I'm in the same – it's a lot of kerfuffle. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of kerfuffle, and then we're in the same spot regardless. So I feel like even though the Mets are a big market team – I feel like most fan bases shouldn't hate the Mets as much as they do because they never do anything. That's it's not precisely like you're winning and I think that's it in precisely
1: why they hate them because they hear so much about them, yet they're garbage every year. The Yankees fans have a different type of consternation, which is like, yes, they've obviously another won, good word. Yeah, great word. We are pulling all, pull all the stops out tonight. Obviously, they haven't won Copious anything so besides 2009 uh, in a long time. And they're still trying to some fans still try to ride the coattails of the dream like the nineteen ninety six era but like our our sense of frustration is that they know that the Yankees have the tools and the money to be so much better and they, it's not like they're not spending the money they're just spending on the wrong people, and they're doing stupid things every year where we should have won at least a couple by now, like twenty seventeen we should have won like even this year they like they, they tried or gave half a Half of anything. I don't even know it, how have we gotten to this point. It's just like it, I don't know, but I'm just saying it's we have different types of pain as Yankees and Mets fans. I feel like both are valid, but they're definitely not the same. Like the Mets have a different. The Mets fans have very different we reasons to be upset. We're getting about. We're getting all the negativity out of the way because the next podcast we do is going to probably be on the eve of Major League Baseball season, and I'm ready for It'll it. It'll be so, somewhere around there. We're I'm just very we're excited, just getting bro. your woes out now and getting everybody ready. I'm going to put the Pirates at number three on my power rankings. Just putting that out there right now.
0: Pirates are number three on your power three. rankings? I
1: won't tell you about anything else, but Pirates are number three. They're going to the top.
0: Greg, you're starting a team tomorrow. You can only have one of the two who you're taking. Jumping Jack Wilson or slamming Craig Wilson?
1: <laughs> well, if I recall... But we're talking, Pirates legends. If we're talking I recall, Pirates legends. If I recall, I believe one of them is in legal trouble at the moment, or was. Is that correct? Who is... No, I can't remember Jack or Craig. I feel like something happened. No, none of them them. are. Oh no! I'm thinking about the wrong guy.
0: Slander in the Wilsons, man. Sorry, sorry, guys. (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) I apologize on behalf of the podcast. I apologize (laughs) to the Wilsons. They're fine under my. As far as I know, well, I think they're just two dudes.
1: Let me think about this for a minute because these are again. This is the hate. I think the answer is pretty simple. This is the hate. It's Craig. It's Craig. Like it, what?
0: It, it's, Jack. It, no, 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 it's Jack. No, 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 it's no, Jack. No. He's got a Gold Glove. I think he he was like third in the NL in hits in two thousand
1: four. Oh come on, Craig Wilson. Why did I just
0: how did I, where did I pull this out of this? You pulled it out, out of a nowhere. good no, memory. It's bank. Jack Wilson.
1: Craig That's Wilson Jack, was just it's jumping fine, Jack man. Flesh. Craig it's Wilson jumping Jack Flesh. Craig Wilson crowded the play. I loved his the way he had like he got he like led the league in hit by benches a couple of times. Like he, he was like stand, he did. he would stand right up on it. Um He didn't play that long. I don't know. I'm just nostalgic. You put me on the spot here. I thought one of them was in jail. Like, I'm thinking of, I don't know who I'm thinking of right now. You threw them (laughs) in prison and then picked the wrong Wilson. That's what I think. I don't know. I don't know who we're thinking of right now. My bad. All
0: right. In 2004, Greg is sitting on his couch. He's Mm. watching TV. He's playing MVP baseball. Who does he think is having a better career? Hank Blaylock or Mark DeShera? Who did he expect to have a better oh, Okay, player? at
1: that point in time, it was Hank Blaylock. Absolutely. Yeah, it's Hank Blaylock.
0: Really. That, that one still gets me. I'm just throwing out random thoughts here at the end of this podcast. I, don't, <laughs> I like I don't, these I don't really questions.
1: I like these player comparisons. We have a couple of minutes till we hit the hour mark. Let's keep them coming. All right. Give me more, some more comparisons All right. here. All
0: right. Torrey Hunter or Bobby Abreu? Ah. Oh.
1: We just had that whole. An easy I, one. I just had that whole tirade about why Bobby should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, this is
0: an easy answer too.
1: The answer is Tori Hunter. I don't. I don't know. They're different players. It's different. It's weird. Like they're both. You gotta pick
0: one. It's you're starting a team tomorrow, and you're gonna have Torrey Hunter or Bobby Brew in their prime, and the answer's Torrey Hunter.
1: Because you could. Okay, I'll say I'll say Tori Hunter because it's harder to get a great center fielder than it is to get a power hitter in that time period, or now really. But Bobby's still great, and Bobby still deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I don't care what you I say. I
0: think I think Torrey Hunter did eighty percent of what Bobby Abreu could do offensively, with one hundred and seventy percent what Bobby Abreu did defensively. Except,
1: well, Bobby had a cannon for an arm, though he wasn't that bad in the outfield. Like
0: cannon is a cannon for the an
1: arm it, it, that he is that is a, he uh, was not exactly generous. He was not saving you any runs out there with the other parts of his fielding. He was definitely a little loss of points, but like he could he could throw. I remember that. I watched a lot of body. That was. Growing up.
0: It's generous. But all right. Anyway, um.
1: More of this. Let's go. W-
0: all right. Uh, Juan Gonzalez <laughs> or. Juan Gonzalez or. This is tough. Cliff Floyd.
1: Hmm. Well. Like. Are we taking Cliff Floyd at any point of his Prime. career? We're getting their best season. Uh-oh. The
0: best season of both. Cliff it's Floyd. It's Juan Gonzalez. Cliff again. Floyd. It's Juan Gonzalez. I think Juan Gonzalez won an AL MVP. Do two of them, honestly. I think he's the only two-time MVP out like in the Hall of Fame. But I like Cliff Floyd. I mean, so I do too. He's a, a former Met, great. Cliff Floyd Cliff has Floyd a ring. He probably shouldn't have been. He probably shouldn't have been the comparison point there.
1: Cliff Floyd has a ring, oh. man.
0: All right, here we go. Here we go. I got a good one. Justin Morneau or Joe Mauer? You're having their best. season. Oh my God,
1: uh, Joe Mauer. He's like all time. Like Joe- I do, I do think it is. Morneau Joe is Maurer. no laughing matter, but Joe, Joe Mauer is just like. I mean, come on. He's. Always, I
0: stand by. It. If Joe Mauer was a player, is like in baseball right now, he's a top ten player in baseball. He's a top he five. A first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, he he should be a first ballot Hall. of A lot of, of Famer. people this should be first ballot
1: Hall of Famers, shouldn't they?
0: <laughs> Morning had the concussion issues. If he didn't have them, I, I I thought. I sometimes I look at his baseball reference and I was like, I remember this being more impressive. Yeah. Not that it's not impressive. He he was fantastic. He had every number, yeah, every number is. That much more than I ever even sniffed. However, uh, I, I I just always think there was going to be more. All right, let me give you another give one. Give
1: me one more here. One more good one and we'll wrap it up.
0: A good one. All right, this is... I'm, I'm coming off the top of my head, so mm-hmm. it, please, apologies to anyone listening if you think I could... If you made it this far, thank, thank you. <laughs> yeah, if you've listened, if... Yeah, maybe now I'll throw a Dodger one in there, so I'll, everyone who... <laughs> to that they'll regret all right i got one actually i got one that i know i have a hot take okay jeff kent or nomar garcia Para.
1: i know what you're gonna say but i'm gonna say all
0: right, all right my answer you <laughs> can lock that in I'm i know done. exactly what you're
1: saying. the answer is jeff kent actually
0: it's i i disagree if
1: you're having the best
0: season take of emotion careers, out
1: of it take emotion out of it it's jeff-
0: i'm not it's not emotions Nomar is the most underrated superstar we've ever had.
1: I I, I am with you on all that. Alright,
0: best call up call up Jeff Kent's best season. Call it up right now. Call up his baseball reference. When, when he won go. the MVP this, award. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> trophy, that doesn't matter for anything. Because I'm looking at right now
1: he Nomar's hit 334. season.
0: <laughs> Nomar hit three seventy two in two thousand. How many home runs did right? he have? Nomar. 21.
1: 33 and one hundred twenty-five RBI. What, what
0: was what was Jeff Kent's OPS plus that, in his MVP
1: year? One thousand
0: twenty-one. So what was OPS plus? Was that number? Like oh, the, sorry, one sixty-two. All right, it's 156. This is tight. Yes, yeah, so, I Yeah, back
1: off, buddy. It is tight.
0: It is not. <laughs> yeah, I think defensively, I, I, I do think defensively, Nomar was a far superior defender. Jeff no one's arguing second. stuff I, like I, that. I'm no, just saying, like it you is. To, I am. I'm, I'm arguing the one. best season of their. Yeah, and I'm pick. I stick with Nomar. Maybe Jeff Ken has a slightly better offensive profile in his best season. In his best season, hitting behind Barry, Bonds, hitting in front of Barry Bonds. I mean, hey. Greg, if you hit in front of Barry Bonds, I think you're hitting at least two ten. i was just no saying. Mar's career was
1: more... what was Nomar's career OPS?
0: Careers is a different thing. Career Nomar's back failed him. Because this is a different thing. Well, you know These knowing that, him. I
1: don't want to start a team with him because if I know him, I'm only have for 5 you're years. You're getting
0: his best season, you're <laughs> getting his best season. I'll if take, i get Nomar from If I'm getting Nomar from 2000 to 2004, I'll I'll take that. I'll take that every I'll day take, of the
1: week. I'll take 97 to 2000 like five just Kent who, he, who got top 20 MVP votes like 6 times and he won one one. Dude,
0: 1999 like, to 2000 Nomar was just on a... He hit 357, then hit 372. He had 27 homers and 21. He, hit, he had OPS plus of 153, then 156. This is all a plus defense. How did this guy not win an MVP? God damn. Because Jeff Kent was better, man. Let's see. Jeff Kent was in the NL. This is not even. This is. It's this is not even a question here.
1: <laughs> Why did he? God, Nomar doesn't. 2000. 2000. Nomar was ninth.
0: There's gonna. I, I have a dream for this podcast, and it's. We have two things will happen. One, we'll have episodes on back-to-back weeks. (laughs) Two, no more Garcia Parra will come on this podcast. And I can tell him how I'm fighting the good fight all these years later about how good he was.
1: Did you know BJ Sarhoff received a 1999 AL MVP vote? I did. I did know that. Do you know
0: Aaron Sealy got a Hall of Fame vote?
1: Was it from himself? (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, no someone someone loved Aaron Seeley, got one single Hall of Fame vote cool. I always remember that for some reason imagine
1: they all voted for the right people <laughs> like, anyway did you
0: know Nomar was Ramon spelled backward
1: yes I did it's his father's name I believe
0: <laughs> Nomar's on Twitter but not on Instagram so I doubt he's ever heard of random MLB stars that's a bummer
1: well that was a great podcast my name is Greg <laughs> his name is Tommy Tommy say bye bye Sean <laughs> Ham next week <laughs>